0: You're listening to the One of Us.net Podcast Network. One of Us.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to One of Us.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Alright, now that we've done that, uh, let's talk about the score nominees, which I'm sure we'll be a lot more enthusiastic about. Now, for the audience out there, Brad, unfortunately, had to go back to work, so he won't be on the second half. We miss you, Brad. Aww. We can't wait to hear more of your thoughts, you know, off-mic. Oh, I
1: didn't get to tell him goodbye.
0: I know, I felt so sad. I could have had more time. he's <laughs> <laughs> so like, He's hey, on, like,
1: everything here. I ever sign up for here.
0: I know. Why did Brad have to stick around for the weaker part and not for the fun part of this <laughs> recording? <laughs> Uh, But Uh. anyway, here are our nominees for Best Ritual Score. We have the score for Joker by Hildur Guanadotir. Uh, The score for Little Women written by Alexandre Desplat. The score for Marriage Story, written by Randy Newman. The score for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, written by John Williams. The Score for 1917 written by Thomas Newman. You know I just gotta say off the bat, looking at the people nominated, that's a powerhouse list of composers.
2: I just realized there's two Newmans.
0: So uh Randy and Thomas are cousins. What? Yeah. What?
3: Yes, they are. Oh, that's are cool. they really? They're related. Yeah, they're
1: related. Oh. Yeah. It's wow. been a long time where I have not known that. Oh yeah, no, that's <laughs> the thing, like when it's like, oh yeah, it's the fight of the Newmans. It's like, it
0: is. They are family.
1: a so, musical yeah. family. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be yeah. great during Thanksgiving. oh brother
0: which i mean i guess randy can still lord over thomas that he's won a couple oscars and some other stuff and thomas hasn't won anything yet
3: you know what which i'm really really pissed about because (laughs) thomas newman is probably one of the best composers in hollywood
0: oh i absolutely agree like today you know a thomas newman score when you hear it definitely
3: absolutely he he's like he's seriously one of the most I'm
1: just talented, but like not I can't believe he didn't win for American beauty back in uh, 2000 yeah. oh my god yes I think he lost yes. to the red violin if it's the movie I'm thinking
0: of uh which oh, I mean no. I don't remember that score I'm sure I I remember it being good but not more iconic than American beauty for sure so <laughs>
3: American beauty the score of american beauty i i still listen to it to this day like yeah. in my i think
0: time. he did win an emmy for his music in um uh, uh six feet under which he yeah. did with the same
1: guy
3: oh that's so. right yeah yeah he did that yeah
1: oh that's such a great song too
0: But uh, let's talk about Joker first from Hildur Guanadottir.
3: I uh, listened to a lot of interviews to make sure I was pronouncing your name <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, whoa! I, cause I, I'm not gonna attempt to, to pronounce that. Guanadottir is that is that right? Guanadottir? Yeah.
0: So she is um, Icelandic. 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 Yes, yeah, that's how I was
3: thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, you know, I gotta say this, that she's fairly new
0: to the scene, because she was a protege to, um, what's his name? Johan uh, Yo- Johansson. Yeah. 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 She was okay. one of his co-workers for most of it. And in fact, um, all that the... That makes cello- a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because all the cello and violin pieces you hear from the Rival score is her. She's playing all those pieces.
1: Oh, no shit. Yeah. She's yeah. incredible. And I think- she's incredible. Oh, yeah.
0: Because yeah. uh, she's actually a uh, professional uh, performer as well as composer, because she's, yeah. like, Hardcore into cellos, violins, violas, that kind of stuff. Uh, from what I know,
4: mm. I'm, I'm sure you probably know a
0: little bit more than me. Lorenzo, she, that
3: one. she's an <laughs> she's an amazing string um, orchestrator. She's insane. Oh um, yeah, one of the best. On, I, I I dare say one of the best of the uh, in the in the industry. Um, Thomas Newman is great with strings. Um, fantastic string work, um, but. I think the other the other person that's like really you know known for string work is probably um, Bernard Herrmann back in you know the 70s. eighties. Oh, yeah. Um mm-hmm. But she she's a powerhouse when it comes into string orchestration. Um, yeah, Hildur is is insanely number one. Like there's no doubt about that.
0: Yeah, and it's nice to see a female composer nominated. You yeah. know, where yeah, finally. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and she may actually win because she's actually one of the predicted front runners for the score. She won the Golden Globe for this one. She's won almost all the top uh, composer industry prizes, like for all the guilds and the such. And honestly, this is probably tied for my favorite score of the five nominees.
3: What? Uh, what to did start the, the sorry, what did the the Wonder Woman composer Pinar? What's her name? Um, uh, oh
0: oh I'll pull it up in just a second I yeah
3: who. she she did she win anything I think I thought she won an account
0: no she, she did
3: she
1: didn't no, want an no academy. so okay. okay
0: the person who, who did the score for Wonder Woman was uh, Ru- uh Rupert Gregson Williams
1: wait that's what I thought I was thinking that to myself
0: wait I know b- what you're talking about um uh it's a different composer
3: uh uh am i going insane right now P- Pinar, <laughs> T- Pinar toprak Yes, the, Pinar Torpak, Yes, that's the one.
0: Yeah, no, did, she didn't did she do. Uh,
3: what did she write?
0: Uh, she uh did Captain Marvel uh recently. Oh, that's
3: right. Yes, yeah, Wonder Woman. Or, yeah, okay, different Wonder female superhero. Yeah. yeah, the other female superhero. Yeah, so she she didn't she didn't <laughs> she didn't win anything for that one. Nope, nobody's really paying attention oh. to Captain Marvel because it was not all that good. If you ask me, fair, <laughs> fair. I think they were paying more attention to her as the one of the first female composer doing a mainstream. Thing, um, well, yeah, because she did that, and she also uh, assisted with the score for Justice League. She did some of those. Things, oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she's from the she's from the Hans Zimmer school. So, I mean, she. Oh. Okay. Yeah, she's from she's she's working in remote control, as we speak. Fair kind of enough.
0: I, you know, and she, I, I've heard her music for Captain Marvel. It was fairly solid. No, she's uh, a great she composer. No, she's a
3: fantastic composer. She's phenomenal. She's 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 really 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 talented. Um, she's done a lot of work for hans and uh, for other people that i that i know of i might be wrong but she she's had a lot of uh she
1: paid a lot of dues let's put it that way
0: yeah but to talk about the one that we are talking about here, yeah, Joker, sorry
1: uh, i think this is easily the best score up for running i i just the soundscape that it creates the beauty and like unsettlingness of everything well feeling like very industrial yet very like choral
0: Oh yeah, it's a very Eastern European score. It's very mm-hmm. moody. It's very atmospheric. It's very oppressive feeling, and it's very, very much a Hildur score because um, because even compared to her score, as she did for Chernobyl, you know, it's a very oh, similar yeah. sound that she has yeah. for that.
2: Yeah, like very urban, and I love like all like the deeper sounds in it. So like so she like uses like a lot of cellos and like bass in it, and it's just like ah, uh, just sounds so dark, but like darkly beautiful. I don't know. It's just yeah, yeah. I could just like listen to it all day, honestly. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: Because one of the things I do know, too, is that the bathroom dance uh, soundtrack is the first one she wrote for the score. And that piece is incredible. I mean, you know the story behind – actually, you probably don't for this scene, uh, Lorenzo.
3: No. I haven't watched it, no.
0: So what happened was there's a very iconic scene in the movie where after the Joker commits his first major crime, he goes to a bathroom.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: And originally he was just going to dispose of the evidence that he had. But they decided on the day of shooting that scene didn't really make much sense emotionally for the character. Okay. So instead what they did was they were trying to improvise a scene and uh, Hildur had sent this piece that she wrote as the first part of music for the score and they played it for Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Todd Phillips and him, and Joaquin started improvising a dance based on this music. And I would definitely no recommend way. you go see that clip if you can find it. It is
3: – That's the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> oh, like so cool.
0: Yeah, he does this like interpretive like graceful like – you know, arty dance kind of thing. And it's really haunting and beautiful and captivating.
2: It's easily one of the best scenes all year from the movie in my opinion <laughs> or from i, I agree just
3: got, i just got goosebumps just as you said that that's, that's wow oh try watching the scene it will to, give you goosebumps to, yeah. joker is like on my number one list of, of film to watch as soon as i'm done with my project like 100
0: oh yeah no 100%. but uh yeah the score i think even just for that piece alone is really great but the rest of it you know again it's very predominantly cello strings and that kind of stuff but it's all It's weird, like, there's a dominant theme that plays out throughout it, and yet it feels like it's so alive, the score, you know, it's just got so much range and depth and emotion Mm -hmm. throughout it.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know, Lorenzo, I've been talking a lot, you go ahead.
3: Um, Yeah, I could talk about this one for for hours, just by the score. Let's not, you know, I just want to really give credit where credit is due to Hildur, because, so, she did another movie that I am a big fan of, I don't know, maybe this is controversial, but... Sicario Days of the Soldado Oh uh, uh,
2: I actually I like, love that, I like that movie. movie I, I, I love, love the movie, movie and the score
1: Yeah I, 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 I fell asleep during that movie Really? Uh. And then I rewatched <laughs> it and realized oh I really didn't miss much uh. <laughs> I really liked it it was a it
3: was a you know one of those you know actiony you know it, it was well done but the music on that movie was was phenomenal I'll uh, agree. Yeah, the music was. Oh. will She's done a lot of Icelandic productions, of course. Um, Iceland is a really prolific place for film and, uh, you know, film music. It's it's a it's a huge thing. There's a huge collaboration between England and Iceland um, with music. It, it's it's a big scene. It's a big scene up there. Um, yeah, I mean, and she's relatively new to the scene. Even she only
0: started really doing professional composing outside of just performing in 2011.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's fairly new, but holy cow uh She gave me the goosebum on that sw- on this one. I was listening to to the whole you know to the whole score on youtube and and I remember distinctly feeling like i was you know i have a nice comfy armchair uh in my like one of those like office chairs and I was literally on the edge the entire time which it nev- <laughs> which it never happens because i 'm a very you know i'm a lazy fat idiot so um, I need to I, I always lean in my chair when I listen to anything um, so what I'm, the point I'm trying to make using my you know my fat shaming myself is uh, <laughs> is that th- this score was just really really incredible um, use of the strings which I, I love because I love composing for strings and I love using just a chamber size strings so th- she used the s- chamber stri- s- uh, sorry Chamber?
0: Uh, did she? I thought I thought she did an orchestra, didn't she? She really? did an
3: orchestra, up, but the yeah. the the amount of players for the string section was very limited. You can hear that it's oh. very very intimate, oh. uh, very intimate sound, which probably she recorded most of them on. I, I, you know, I I would assume. I don't know exactly how it went down, but I would assume, knowing what she you know she's composing for her own instrument, so um, it's 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 a perfect it's a perfect score. I think for me um the orchestration was very intimate beautiful it it really described what i can only assume joker to be about um you know judging from uh, from people's outrage and and you know the 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 description of the movies and you know the reviews and things like that i you know i think this is the perfect score for that movie like they nailed it the one thing i want to say uh one good and one bad thing um the use of the timpani and percussions on some of the tracks, was was the icing on the cake. Um, absolutely phenomenal use of the timpani. The two notes, dun, 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 dun. That, yeah, that yeah. triad, the the third, uh, it, the minor third there that she uses is amazing. It's it's beautiful, beautifully written. Um, one thing that I have to say, there is a piece that it's literally just a cello doing two notes in various pattern, like the is like two notes, which I found a little boring. Um, it c- can be a little, a little like uh, dull at times. Uh, but overall, this chord for me is an A minus. Absolutely. I, I think I know uh, the score, uh, the piece you're talking yeah. about. I have to look it up when I edit, but. Uh... My my favorite tracks on this one um, are "Call Call Me Joker." Mm-hmm. Yeah, my absolute favorite is the uh, "Stop." Uh, sorry, "Defeated Clown."
0: theme throughout the uh, that's the uh, the opening sequence yeah the main theme
3: the subway too Uh, so subway call me joker defeated clown main theme uh those are like my um my absolute favorite ones
0: Subway was great. When the, that, that's came. the major sequence, he does the first major crime, and it's tense. That yeah. music.
1: Yeah. And isn't it, there
2: like um, from what I recall of the movie, there's some like little bits of pieces of music that aren't included on the soundtrack, but are definitely in it. Like especially towards the end of the finale. Oh yeah. So there's uh, like a lot of like um, symbols. Yeah, symbols and timpani, I believe.
0: Yeah. yeah, so I think what it is is that um, the thing that's missing is uh, from the escape from the train soundtrack is that you know there's a lot of that crashing uh, Timpani and cymbals like the yeah
3: yeah, yeah. Very there's an isolated port.
0: track of that that they use in a couple other key scenes in the movie that's not on the soundtrack unfortunately uh, so
3: okay interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well yeah, to me this is a minus a- score. Like a uh, fantastic score. An amazing, amazing
1: score. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, Nathan, what do you think? Anything else?
1: I mean, you guys pretty much said it all yourself. I I think this is my not to bury the lead, but it is easily the one that I'm rooting for the most. Yeah. That score is the movie. Yeah, like absolutely. I can't imagine that movie without its score. I will say uh, it's a hard album to listen to mm-hmm. outside of the movie. It It's one that I really just, I need the visuals with it. Well, I feel like a lot of, there are a lot of scores that I can just listen to all day long. This is not one of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually felt this one was fairly good listening out of context, but it does help that I know the scenes that it's evoking as well. To yeah. be fair. Mm-hmm. Though, to be fair, compared to some of these other soundtracks, I think it also is a lot easier to listen to. Like, not not because all these soundtracks are bad, but some of them work a lot better when they're used in the movie rather than just listening to, like, easy-listening stuff. Um,
3: yeah. But, yeah, this soundtrack is great. Yeah, Nathan, I you can't... have a point there because, you know, the part, part, of, well, big part, why this uh, score is is what it is, is, how good it is, is because um, it, it it fits the picture like a glove. It, it, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's an incredible match for the movie. So yeah, absolutely. You have a you have a point there.
0: Well, and from what I heard too is that Todd Phillips gave Hildur a lot of creative freedom to make this music. Like Chernobyl, from what I heard, even though it's a great music, that it was very more traditional and constrained on her part. But Todd Phillips was very much like, no, no, no. Whatever you feel works best for the scene, do it. I will. I will follow your lead. On this See, plot. these are
3: these are the directors that should live forever and ever and never die. Like. This, this <laughs> I, you know, like, we say yeah. that, but there's so much backlash to this movie. Everyone's like, "Ah,
0: oh, Todd Phillips, uh, he's a he's a sociopathic weirdo." You and know,
3: stuff. people people yeah. will say what
1: will they will say. I don't care, honestly.
2: least he <laughs> makes good films, yay! Yes. <laughs> it kind of reminds
1: me uh, with the Joaquin Phoenix story, which I have heard before, uh, of how Sergio Leone used to make his movies with Ennio Morricone. Oh yeah, composing the entire score beforehand and then just playing it off of loudspeakers. <laughs> which that's awesome. <laughs> that is or, great. Uh, <laughs> John Williams with ET actually. I oh, mean, I watched watch the entire last what, 15 minutes of ET. It's pretty much all soundtrack. It's all
3: soundtrack, yeah. If you oh, look yeah. at a cue sheet, uh, I don't know if you guys know what a cue sheet is, but if you if you look at a cue sheet for most of Williams and and um uh, what's the director? No, I had a, Spielberg? Spielberg, thank you. Sorry. I'm just my brain's farting. Um, <laughs> most of their movies, if you look at the cue sheet for him, are like two hundred cues, hundred cues. Uh, it, it's an insane amount of music. It's an insane wow. amount of music. It's like, it's like the movie. It's like two hours, and there's like six hours of music, and then they have to sift through it. It's it's an insane amount of music. That he wrote for, like, look at Star Wars. Like, you takes you take the music out of Star Wars, and it's just a bunch of weirdos hitting each other with a with a lightning <laughs> stick, like literally. It's with like, their yogurt tubes. They <laughs> hey, uh, just that much, you know, presence when it comes down to like w- Williams writes a lot of music for for his movies. A lot of music. It's an, it's it's amazing. I
1: love it. I love it. Anyway. I was just gonna say I think that's a perfect segue into uh, one of the other nominees.
0: So do we want to just jump to that one, or do we want to just go to the next one here on the other? Let's just jump to that one. Let's let's get that. Let's out jump of the way. to that one. Get it out. All, all right. right. So we're just gonna jump straight to Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker by Yay. John Williams. <laughs> yeah. So we actually listed this on our drive over to Idaho uh, while we were doing our move because we decided we needed something with a little more energy and that kind of stuff. And
2: uh, I mean, OK, so I love John Williams. He's definitely one of my favorite composers. In fact, my um, father had the opportunity to see him um, like conduct and rehearse once during the 2002 Olympics when it was in Salt Lake.
3: That's cool. You
2: know. Yeah. John Williams is a legend. He does like he's got some of the best, you know, music scores of all time. Yep. And, well, this score, in my opinion, was not, like, uh, I mean, maybe I'm a bit biased with my dislike of the movie, but I just didn't like this score at all. And I want to like it because it's John Williams, but I cannot like it. It's so, it's so, like, bombastic, like, constantly, it feels like, because the movie itself is like that. Like, it's just constant frenzy energy, and you just get so after a while
0: i think it. this and one of the score you passed out part way through listening to
2: well it. i actually <laughs> fell asleep during this one and i was just like uh
0: <laughs> fair enough fair I, enough
2: uh, yeah uh. well
0: so i don't hate this as much but i'm gonna say this that it is just the greatest hits of john williams you know just everything you've heard of major tunes from star wars it's all here
2: Yeah, and that's another thing, too, is I didn't feel like there was anything, like, super original that stood out, like, compared to, like, um, even Force Awakens, where it's like, you know, he actually made, you know, race theme and all that, and this one just is like, yeah, as you said, it feels like a rehash of all the previous ones, which isn't bad, like, I mean, it's still good, like, it's still good Star Wars, but, like, I feel like I was just kind of disappointed that there wasn't, I can't pick out, like, a single track that I'm like, oh, that was, like, new and epic, you know, kind of like... Um, for any of the previous Star Wars movies or, like, um, say, even Phantom Menace, well, the movie is debatably good or not, you know, good or not, like, you've got that one piece that everybody remembers, like, Duel of the Fates, you know? I'm like, oh, that's, like, you know, the one that stands out, you know? Or right, and, right. and this one, I'm like, I, I can't, I literally can't pick out any song from the soundtrack that's, like, new and stands out and isn't just, like, a rehash of... Well, I, I, I gotta ask, heard. like,
0: can you guys think of any original themes that came out from this, this soundtrack? They're,
3: they're not.
1: not. Not an original theme, but just if we're talking about, like, a track that sticks out, I thought A New Home was really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was one of the quieter ones from the soundtrack, so... I actually like it. <laughs> uh,
1: that. that was my one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I actually really enjoyed this score. Uh, I think there's a score that could have easily been nominated afterward or uh, as opposed to this, that I'll get into in a little bit. But um, I, I just, I have not been the biggest fan of a lot of his soundtracks for these past Star Wars movies and I think this was easily my favorite of his. Maybe it's just the nostalgia. I do think in the movie it is horribly mixed into it.
0: Again, it's just like the whole like everything else in the movie, it's just noise, you know? Yeah,
2: I guess that's probably my problem with his. Like, I mean, I I just kind of feel like, yeah, I agree, it's like not mixed in very well and like you're watching the film and as I said, I already have a frustration of the film as it is, so I'm sure that it's probably like hurting my opinion of the score as well but like yeah I just kind of feel like as I said I feel like it's just so frenzied and there's mm. so much going mm. on that your brain can't take in all of it all the yeah. information
0: it, it, it almost feels like that bit from Amadeus the movie where the guy's like uh there's too many notes <laughs> <You know>? oh, <laughs> that's what it yeah. feels
2: like <laughs>
1: i i think i don't know this it felt like a swan song to all of his star wars work and as far as like feelings aside about the movie which i thought was uh, very very underwhelming uh i just uh i thought williams is the only person who really to any level brought it he didn't bring his a game but he at least brought his hey we're out here and you know everybody wants to hear (laughs) the binary sunset so let's play a little bit of that (laughs) play a little bit of this and it's like god there's a line dustin hoffman says in chef he's like if you go see the stones and you don't hear i can't get no satisfaction you think people are going to be happy? No, they're going to b- uh, burn the place down on the fucking ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah it,
2: but like, isn't, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I guess that's another thing, too, is it's like, on the one hand, that, that's like good because like nostalgia and everything, but at the same time, it's like, but I don't know. It's, I, I feel like
1: there's I like think... almost
2: too much nostalgia, if, if that makes sense, or I'm like, well, once again, I kind of wish there was something new. To bring to the table versus it like being like oh three hash like everything that i've already heard before and even though i love it already i mean uh, you know it's nostalgia is gonna wear off after a while i don't know uh.
1: i ab- no, no no i absolutely agree i think of all the nominees i think this is the least deserving i think that each of the nominees is really good i mean we'll get into more of that later i think if any score deserved it more than this Doing what is essentially the same job is Sylvester's score to Endgame. Yes. Yeah. Where you have Endgame, I mean, that is a greatest hits album, but he takes his greatest hits and he plays with them a little bit. There are a lot of like yeah. tracks that, like, if you've listened to the Avengers soundtrack. He'll do like a jazzy version of the Avengers soundtrack. He'll take it a bit slow. <laughs> do it very heisty. A smooth jazz cover of Avengers. That would sound great. <laughs> no, it, there is an entire moment where it's like...
4: Do, 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 do. <laughs>
1: but he has it like in a whole heist sort of way. And I mean... I think the best moment for any score musically and i as much as i love the joker scene but the one that's going to go down in history the fucking portals track is just chef's kiss but it's not nominated (laughs) and that's sad but i yeah I think uh, if there's – I think I liked uh, – I think I liked his score. I liked his score to Rise of the Skywalker, but if there was any score that was more deserving in the same year, it would be Alan Silvestri's score for uh, Endgame. Yeah. No, Drop wasn't. the mic.
3: Well – I uh, you guys you guys nailed it on the head completely. Uh, Nathan, you made a point, you know, about the nostalgia you and Lexi talked about the nostalgia aspect of it which it, it's basically what this is about. Um the the entirety of the Star Wars after the the 1 2 and 3 uh it's all about nostalgia. I okay, l- let me let me premise by saying this and I I might be biased about this. But I sincerely dislike Star Wars, the whole entire thing. I, I don't like it. I, I never got into it. I watched it, and I'm like, eh, it's boring. And, and I, I. so my, my, my opinion of, of this is already skewed. I, I revere John Williams as a film composer, but for other things. Uh, I revere him for Harry Potter 1, 2, and 3, Jaws, Superman, E.T., Hook, which is my all-time favorite score, uh, Schindler' List, my second all-time favorite score, um, Saving Private Ryan, what?
1: Catch me if you can.
3: Catch me if you can. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, Indiana Jones, Close Encounter of the Third Kind. So these are these are the so stuff. Many. These are the this. I mean, we're talking about a composer that has been making movies since 1959. Like this guy, <laughs> this guy has one of the longest careers. Uh, to this day, I mean, he he made a. It's called wagon. I think it's called wagon train. One of his first movies he's ever scored, in nineteen fifty nine. Yeah. It's insane. Like this guy's been making film music since, you know, like my dad wasn't even born when this guy was making film music.
0: Yeah, I think he's been nominated fifty two times for the Oscar now. It's for insane. Wow, groups. it's insane.
3: Yeah. This dude, this dude keeps on winning, and and you know, and and there is a reason for that. You know, he is just very very good of what he does and um but he's 87 people yeah you know he's he's tired and you know <laughs> you know if you but the thing is like well 87 is you know it's still it's not like you're dying tomorrow but yeah, but understand this like this guy's been doing this for what six, seventy years yeah, 60, 60 years. Sixty so. years, like it's it's it, like this guy's. T- I mean, if I were him, I would be like, "Stop calling me. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do any. I just want to lay in my bed and, and on my pool on the, my house in the hills and just and just chill. Like, please let me be. Like, well, I unfortunately, will fire he's also doing my Indian my agent. Five, so
2: there's a fifth
0: one. Yep.
3: <laughs> what? The, and, and you know, again, like I said, I mean, he. I'm sure this is not what goes through his head. But if I were him in his shoes, the thing I, I, you know, listening to the score, I literally listened to this and I skipped, I skipped all the time. I, I was skipping, <laughs> I was skipping and skipping because this is like okay, well, this, yep, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, the Return of the Jedi, yep. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the the New Hope. Oh, yeah. So it, it, it's like so much of the previous stuff, so much nos- playing on nostalgia. There is nothing. New to this score nothing new the my my very favorite part of star wars score it's the main theme it's the credit the initial credit theme (laughs) that that's like that's the only piece of music that i appreciate listening every once in a while that and the um uh the what's it called the march um the the the, the, imperial imperial march. March. the imperial march yeah no love for binary sunset though uh, so yeah i mean it, it's a, it's a good one I, again it's
1: yeah it's yeah
3: sure it's it's a great one but again that it's like it's like oh wait i need to compose for superman oh there's star Wars. oh let me do this other thing like he was composing for <laughs> superman while he was composing for the binary sunset like, it, it's it's the same th- it's almost like the the it comes almost from the same lineage and I and not the, not no
1: you're you're kinda on the money with that shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about Kryptons. Yeah, theme. think
3: yeah, think about Superman Exactly.
1: I, I one, mean
3: actually. this is all stuff this is all stuff. This is all John Williams really like biggest brand um he he there's a joke between composers that he composes in fifth in intervals of fifth which is like pa 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 which is like basically what uh the superman theme is and he uses these he uses the orchestra the way you're supposed to use the the orchestra like he, he knows his stuff he knows how to operate music like unlike yeah. anybody else in the in in the industry but i i would assume and by the way this this to me the rise of the, uh, the Skywalker to me is a D. Overall this core is a is a complete D. It's a flop. It's terrible.
4: <laughs>
3: but th- this is this is really comes down to to that like i think and this is just my personal opinion i think this guy's tired this guy's done like this guy needs needs to go home and enjoy the money and enjoy enjoy the the, the the retirement not because he can't do anymore because he can because composers and artists never retire in a sense but but because leave like give him something new like if you're going to hire him stop milking him with this stuff, he has composed everything he needed to compose that he could compose for Star Wars. He has, he has done it all. Like, he's, he's milked it all. It's all out of his head. There is nothing new for Star Wars in his head. And that's a normal – it's a normal process. It's it's a very natural thing. It's not like his fault or, or the, the production fault. You keep wanting him back to compose new – expecting new stuff for this franchise. This franchise has been around for 40 years. Give it a break. Like give it a break. Just do something new, and, and poor John Williams is forced to, to do this stuff. Like, because then he's like, "Well, I want to do something new," and like, "No, no, 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 nostalgia, John, nostalgia. Come on, man." And 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 he's like, "Fine, you know, I'll I'll, I'll revisit old material." That's that's the, the bane of composers, when you know, c- sequels and prequels are the bane of composers because how do you segue? something that is already being great. Like how do you like it's impossible. It's it's naturally impossible to be like, "Oh, I've done something that has won everything and 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 has done and has achieved everything and expect me to do something that does just as well with old material, things that people already know." Like it's just not a natural progress, I think. That's just my opinion, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. I It's good. I just felt like it was just so bland. It was but bland. Mean- yeah. The only tracks I really could even think about because they all started to sound the same at one point, but, uh, the Speeder Chase track was fine. You know, I thought that was just a entertaining action score kind of thing. And, uh you know the forces with you was decent you know I'm giving such damning with faint praise kind of compliments here. I'm
2: just um, like, you know. The were... prologue was good.
3: You know, like, well, like but <laughs> You mean the one that plays in every Star Wars yeah. soundtrack? Yeah. That's the, is the like, only
2: one
3: I could think of. The thing of. is like, you can't go wrong with these tracks because at the end of the day, this is John Williams we're talking about. Like, his music is never bad. He's never, well, it is bad sometimes, but it's never, it's <laughs> never like, oh, wait, like that really sucked. Like, no, like John Williams doesn't suck at making music. He will never, oh, no, he will no. never suck, so, you know you, can know, you can name every single track in that and you will be a safe you know, bet. It's, it's a safe bet. It's going to be a good track. It's going to be well orchestrated, well composed, well written, well performed. Uh, he has access to all the resources in the world. He, he, he gets the best musicians to record. He gets the best studio engineers. He gets, every, he gets the best mixers and masters. Like he has everything to make the quality of the music the best in the world. Oh
0: yeah. Well, and it's but, funny too because this is the one of the longest soundtracks we listened to for this because this was like an hour and sixteen minutes long. Ah, that like, is really like I long. said,
3: like I said, he makes a lot of music. That's just how oh, he does. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I and I think you're absolutely right. Like
2: he's always like you can never really go wrong with John Williams, but I feel like just in comp- comparing this track to say like his previous works, it just it's definitely like on the lower tier yes. of like his. Know, composing and i think yeah. you're right i think he deserves like retirement at this point like just let the guy from, be retirement from you know... star wars
3: at least like retiring yeah, at from least, star, at least star wars. wars just get well, it, it like cause... let him go okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah no no because interesting because the same year we had the mandalorian soundtrack which was entirely different than this one here
2: well um, that one also gave a new composer or like yeah new com- um composer a chance you know yeah, something star wars yeah
3: Sorry, I gotta no. go very excited over there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no, I was just like, you continue with it. But, no, but no, 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 I agree,
0: because no. I mean, you've heard the Mandalorian soundtrack, right?
3: Are uh, you talking to me?
0: Yeah, yeah, sorry, uh, Lorenzo.
3: Yes. What, what are you asking? Sorry?
0: Oh, sorry. So y- you've heard the Mandalorian soundtrack, right? Uh, the, the, from Dude Wiggler on I
3: heard some tracks that I can't okay. name you because I don't remember well, the
0: name. Yeah, but, but uh, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, it's so different than the original yes. score.
3: That's know? why it's and so it's good. So,
0: yeah. It's All refreshing. Right.
3: It's yeah, so good. It's really the only really thing good.
0: I'll say left uh, before we move on to another one is that, Uh, apparently J.J. Abrams actually composed a couple of the songs that were used in the movie because there's like the background music uh, for the cantina later on and for that big fire festival thing that was happening in the movie Uh, he wrote both those songs and one of them he co-wrote with Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, (laughs) oh random (laughs) yeah no apparently uh, because Lin-Manuel wrote one of the songs for Force Awakens too so I guess they really like working with each other for some reason so
3: (laughs) fair enough okay I didn't know that
0: Well, why don't we move on to... uh, You know what? Let's do this one here for the score for Little Women by Alexandre Desplat. Now, I have a thing with Alexandre Desplat where I think that he has two modes. I think he can either be really inspired and creates unique music unlike anything else you've ever heard. And then he has... Alexandre Desplat trademark, which is just him on autopilot making a very classical, very good, and very safe score.
2: I believe he worked on one of the Twilight movies.
0: Well, I think he did too, but he's written quite a bit of music. Yeah, he's written a lot of music, He's already won two Oscars because he did the score for The Grand Budapest Hotel, and then he did the score for The Shape of Water, both of which were great, I would argue.
1: Oh, Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Tip yeah. Water is a beautiful score. Uh, but then he's done a lot Amazing. of scores. I mean, he did the Fantastic Mr. Fox score as well, and the Isle of Dogs. Oh, right. Um, he, he did a lot with... of the late Harry Potters. Yes, he did. He did um, the last two
2: movies. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, Definitely I really Olive's, enjoyed his yeah. scores for that.
0: Yeah, and then he did, um, he started with The Queen was one of his biggest hits early on. Uh, he did Curious Case of Benjamin Button, which was one of the best parts of that movie was the score, for sure. And
2: he's apparently doing Black Widow coming up.
0: Uh, yes, he is. Wow. Oh, cool. nice. Look at him. So, Yeah, good on him. Um,
3: Let's not forget The Danish Girl, because that was a really good movie, and nobody talks about that one.
0: Yeah, no, he did a great job with that. Um, Yeah, no, I just even look at his list. He's done a lot of good stuff. Um, Now, for Little Women, I really liked Little Little Women quite a bit. It's a really, really solid movie.
2: It's a really sweet movie. It is. It's like heartwarming. You're like,
0: aw. And I think the score reflects that very accurately, because it's a very... Sweet, sugary, very romantic. Yeah, it's it's a very safe but very solid score. You know, one word: delightful.
4: Yeah, it's got a lot of energy
0: it. Like I love the opening track the most of this soundtrack. That uh, um, I forget what the name of it is, but it's just that. Isn't it just Little
1: Women or Women?
0: I think so. Just that. Yeah, it was
2: like a really sweet theme. I liked it. Yeah, I think this is probably one of my favorites of um, like um, along with like Joker for the soundtracks. I don't know. Just cause, oh, yeah. yeah very just, opposite like,
3: tell- to that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It's like,
2: it's like the complete opposite, which is like really funny, but, yeah. um, I don't know. I just, it's just like, it's very cute and like sweet. And, um, I just, I, don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I mean, I guess it helps. I enjoyed the movie a lot too, but the music's just really nice too.
1: We should do a rescoring of Joker with little women's soundtrack. Little <laughs> oh women my goodness. <laughs>
3: you know, you know, that would end up, that would end up sounding even more creepy. Oh yeah.
1: Because it's, a it's, it's really that cheery car behind this dark, <laughs>
3: depressing movie. Playing <laughs> you know, it, the form right of the battery her
1: feet while you hear <laughs> I can't even do And by person. the way, and
3: by the way, that's the same reason why in horror movies they use children's voice and music boxes noises and like all the cute little like like children's sort of noises in horror movies it works so well because it's that dichotomy of like the innocence yep. and then the horror that it's about to happen it's like a very very specific psychological thing it's, it's, uh, it's been studied and it's really really weird if you try to put by the way did you see the um, there's a thing on YouTube where they um, they rescored Elf they they oh, did the yeah. trailer oh, really? for Elf with different music and different commentary, cutting it in a different way. It's so freaking k- creepy. It's insane. <laughs> it's so scary. Like it's like amazing what cutting, editing, and and new music on like the same content can do. It's it's really phenomenal. Anyway, Lorenzo,
1: not to go too big on a tangent, but have you ever seen the movie The Changeling?
3: Uh, I have heard of it. No, somebody told me to watch it, but I'm. It's about a
1: man haunted by a song.
3: A song. Oh,
1: the changeling. Okay, because a uh, changeling was a different one with uh, Clint Eastwood. You're talking about that. Yeah, yeah not yeah. the not the Eastwood one, the George C. Scott one. Oh, you would, okay. uh you would really like it. Oh my There's God. a lot of the DNA of that in like every horror movie out there, but nobody talks about it. I got I got to watch uh, that. On Little Women. Uh, I just loved all the huge string sections, then you go into, like, smaller, really intimate piano pieces. Like you said, it's more traditional, but it's just, it's delightful.
0: No, I think um, some of the pieces I really love, there was uh, that dance on the porch bit. It's a really short piece, but it's just so full of energy. And that was one of my favorite scenes from the movie, too, where um, uh, Shosha Ronan and uh, Timothee Chalamet are dancing outside of the party.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that was a really good piece. Um, but, uh, yeah, Lorenzo, were there any pieces that really stood out for you for this one?
3: Yeah, I mean, my, my favorite tracks were uh, uh, Christmas Morning and Father Comes Home. to come home something like that. Um those are the two pieces that I really really enjoyed listening. I listened to them a couple times cuz they were just that good. Um th- th- a couple notes on that. I, to me, this core is like the perfect exemplification of the spot playing it safe but at the same time doing a hell of a good job at it. Uh because he can pull like you said justin he can pull these kinds of really weird double acts where sometimes he's extremely you know out of nowhere like the isle of dog like very experimental very outlandish um and then he can fold back into the shape of water type of style which is amazing and and phenomenal score and um this one is no less like you know I, I thought the you know this typical displat style you know amazing orchestration instrument choices uh, harmonica modulation which I, I absolutely ad- adore when he when he pulls off those those modulation on the harmonies and changes keys in the middle of the piece and, and it becomes this puzzle of, of music he has an incredible musical knowledge um, which is uh, maybe people will shoot me for this, but he is he's very much at the same level of John Williams and Alan Silvestri when it comes down to uh, composing and understanding harmony. Um, oh, yeah. he, he's no less. In fact, I would actually put him above John Williams in certain sense because John Williams, had, John Williams genius is in other things, not necessarily in the complexity of the harmony. Uh, I'm getting technical here, but... John Williams' strength is more orchestration related. Like he orchestrates his pieces in a in absolute mass he has mastery of the orchestration, which is basically the art of choosing which instrument does what. Um, and that's why his scores are so majestic and intimate and small and huge and he can change he can like are he can accordion basically the whole thing. Like it's like an accordion, playing accordion can go wide and going small, it's like and he can change that in, in a bat of an eye. Not everyone is good as him or orchestrating but harmonically speaking I think the splat and Silvestri are are superior to to Williams and the splat is like on that league which is you know it's no less than this one but but I found it I find this score a little a little boring at times um, a little repetitive a little yeah uh, you know there's there's mind-blowing aesthetics here and there like I said but then then it kind of gets paired up with moments of like alright we get it Moving yeah, on. there's a
0: lot of very quiet pieces here, which just gets very like it, it's very sleep-inducing almost at points. You know, crazy.
3: and I don't mind that. I don't mind that. The intimacy of that is it's great, and I and I know exactly what you're talking about. There's so those pieces actually were my almost my favorite ones, and and then he opens up in big orchestrations, which is great, and I, and I love that too. Um, but there's some moments where I'm like, all right, where are you where are you getting at here? Uh, I, I'm not following you, and maybe because I'm you know I'm not as genius as he is, but. It definitely, I can't I can't follow him throughout the whole thing, and that sort of gave him a B minus grade on that one. But uh, definitely, definitely an impressive score, typical of the Splat work because he's just that good.
0: Oh, I agree. Uh, yeah, that's mostly got to say about that. Uh, any last thoughts, Lexi or Nathan?
2: Um, no, I just I just really enjoyed it. It was a you know I thought it was just a really cute score. Um, it's pretty solid. You made a lot of good points, learned, So. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about it, though, honestly. It,
1: it It's just a very, very nice score. I don't think it's one of Desplat's best, but... Or, oh, my gosh, can't even pronounce Desplat's? Desplat, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's one of his best scores ever, but it is one of the best scores of the year, and it has every right to be on this list. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I have no objections to that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Next up then, let's talk about Marriage Story by Randy Newman. Now, this is an interesting case because I actually couldn't find this on YouTube. They haven't put up the full score. I had to go to Spotify for this one. Uh, I don't know. Did they have not so problems here problems uh, finding the score for this? Yes. Yeah, so I'm I had, a
1: Spotify I tons of problem. dude, so.
0: Okay. <laughs> well. Um, but, yeah, so this is interesting. Now, from what I know about a little bit of background research on this, that this is a very small score that Randy Newman worked with because, I mean, it's a small movie you know, on the whole from Air story. But uh, he, I think he used only about less than 40 people in the entire part of the score. So
2: basically a chamber orchestra. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Like, he, he had a very small group of violinists, a very small group of oboes and um, celloists. A little bit
2: of everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you are know,
0: like one or two of everything, basically. Um, and yeah, it, that kind of, you can kind of hear that in the score. It's a very small, quiet, intimate kind of score.
2: But, I mean, that fits the movie, though. Like, the movie oh, is yeah. kind of a similar... Um, similar theme there.
0: Yeah, and it's actually, I think, one of the shortest scores on this list because I think there's only about 20-something minutes of music for Yeah, this movie. I
2: mean, and when you think about the movie, it's not played like it's it's played throughout the movie but it's not like they are constantly no it's only in
0: like uh like the the most that we hear the music is in the opening sequence where Mm -hmm. it's those two back-to-back pieces for the intro monologue and
2: also the ending and stuff as well of course oh yeah Yeah.
0: but i I was just thinking that those intro pieces are some of my favorites because it really sets the mood really well for the entire movie i think Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah it really helped me feel immediately involved with the characters And it's an easy score to listen to outside of the movie, which I think is a really great feat for a score. And uh, (laughs) I remember when you told me that Randy Newman did the score to Marriage Story and we had our whole little bit about Pixar's Marriage Story. (laughs) (laughs) But <laughs> listening to it, it really, like, you can tell that it's Randy Newman, but it does not sound like a rehash. Like the, what what was the song? Oh, my gosh. Throwaway song. Oh, wow. Uh, no, we I can, literally just me. talked about. <laughs> yeah, that one. But, yeah, I found it to be easily one of the best scores all year. It, awesome. It's weirdly whimsical, too, despite the tone of it.
2: Yeah, that's a perfect perfect word to describe this soundtrack it's
1: whimsical and melancholy yeah can i think yeah but without feeling like toy story whimsical or like any of his other works it just feels more uh uh like uh not not nostalgic i'm trying to find the word for it like it uh it evokes a lot of the memories that you can tell that the couple had together very introspective yeah yeah no, uh, what do you think of Lorenzo?
3: I don't think much about this one because it, you know, it was uh, it was really hard to find music for it, and the little I've I've heard it was, to me, was very, you know. There's only one thing that it's uh, worth noting about it, which is which is it follows the characters. It like literally follows the characters. Like, there's music when she walks, the music walk. Uh, when when he turns around, the music turn around, and and there's a very there's it's a very uh sort of uh, i i think you said it best nathan you said it's whimsical it, it's absolutely the right word um it's it's a small little score uh very intimate very personal uh it tries to really depict what the what the story is about which is you know it's a breakup story essentially it's a um it's a story about you know people separating which is which is sad and, and so it kind of follows the emotions of both of them um and you know Randy Newman has a voice and you can you can clearly hear his voice I'm, t- I'm not talking about his vocal cords. I'm talking about the voice the well he composed. Yeah. uh you know his composer voice is is very very clear in this one as well um i it's it's a very it's a very intimate it follows the characters that's really all i I was able to gather and again it's a small score score it's a small um small amount of of, of music which it's not a bad thing necessarily it's it's definitely a good thing for the kind of production we're talking about so no i i i like it i i give it a c minus because i wasn't quite impressed with it that much i don't think it should have been nominated um there were other scores that i think should have made it uh instead of this one but it, it wasn't bad i guess it wasn't like a terrible score
0: enjoyed it quite a bit. I think um, some of my favorite tracks from here, uh, there's the trick-or-treat track that they did when they're going around looking for
1: uh, Halloween candy to the whole, get.
2: Oh, that <laughs> Yeah, that was
1: great. Um, but then yeah, I, I really love... love... Oh, sorry? Uh, just, uh, just keep thinking back to that movie and I might watch it again, even though it really depressed me. <laughs>
0: It's, it's one of those things where it's about divorce, and it's a heavy movie, but it's not, like, overbearingly heavy. It's, it's Oh, but
1: that last scene is
0: so... Uh. Yeah, the, the last two tracks here, the uh, Sgt. Pepper shoelace and then the end-of-story credits, Uh, both of those were fantastic pieces of music, I think.
1: I think my favorite track was "What I Love About Charlie." The reprise of it.
0: Oh, the rep- oh yeah, the final one. We re- read that final letter. Ugh, mm-hmm. That whole
2: scene is just so just heartbreaking you're just like uh oh, i want to cry i oh, know you're just
0: like if she had just read that it would have made such
1: difference
2: <laughs> maybe well i don't think it would have necessarily but just just him a little knowing a little. The, maybe him just knowing
1: i think we're i i mean i know you have you, you haven't seen the movie i'm assuming lorenzo right no no i haven't no uh i think that it is one of those tracks one of those soundtracks that is far better having seen the movie yeah, which you know, I mean,
3: I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's what can you do? Nah, but there nah, are absolutely. like certain
1: moments where Randy Newman's score will like match like micro expressive expressions that Adam Driver will have while he's uh, reading a certain letter, and it, yeah, ugh, that's what so I thought.
3: Funny. That's what I thought. You know, watching <laughs> I watched the music alongside uh, one of the scenes, uh, it was I think the scene, um. What was it?
0: What was uh, was it the one where Scarlett Johansson was monologuing, or Adam Driver was monologuing? Uh,
3: I think it was. No, I can't. There was a scene when there was this very, very, very quiet music, and he he does certain facial expressions, and and the music just follows him constantly. It, it's it's a it, it's a that's really it's a short scene, but it, I think. Nah, I, I I need to get back to you on that one because i i really I, i'm gonna look for it while you guys talked but um okay basically yeah it's uh it's it's very much what what Nathan, you just you, you just basically said it's like it just follows the characters like in every emotional specter uh spectrum that they they display it it's it's a you know I can't wait to see it honestly
1: yeah yeah I there. think you'll really enjoy it.
0: Um, So then let's talk about the final score here, because I know Lorenzo's excited about the top of this one, and I am too, honestly. It's the 1917 score by Thomas Newman. i gotta say that about this first of all oh my goodness there's so
1: much music in this
0: like i think there's a 10 minute long track in this in this score Hello?
1: 10 minutes yeah, yeah sorry i was sorry. i was pausing to think back
0: oh sorry 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 um but yeah there's the it's the milk soundtrack um that happens halfway through the movie and that that piece of music by itself is a 10 minute long track just by itself Damn. Yeah, to be fair, Star Wars had a 10-minute one too, but that was the end credits. But this one, I mean, this is actually just a couple minutes longer than the Star Wars soundtrack that we listened to. Wow. Yeah, and to be fair, the main reason for that is because this movie, uh, I don't know if you know this about the movie, Lorenzo, that it's all done to simulate the effect of one long tracking shot.
3: Oh, yes, I did read about that. They, They wanted to make sure that it looked like it was just one shot throughout the whole movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can tell where some of the edits are that they did to hide that stuff. But the main thing is because it's so action-driven that there has to be a lot of music to orchestrate behind the action. And yeah,
2: like a lot of the music's kind of like quiet, you know, like, yeah. especially like during tense moments or like very atmospheric.
1: Until it gets loud and then it gets loud. Yeah, it's
2: just like, oh my goodness, the they, movie is <laughs> all the forte.
1: <laughs> pretty much wall-to-wall music.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's not, it's not through the entire movie, but I think it's a good, like, 70 to 80% of the movie has music behind it.
1: Yeah, and uh, what really uh, works about the score is how it's able to carry you throughout the entire film, which, I mean, you know, that's the job of any score, but more so than most, it brings you from these tender emotional moments to these just big, bombastic action set pieces to, like, sentimental bits, it... It's just, it's a really, really great score.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean... The thing is it, that's interesting about it is that it has a lot of Newman's touches behind it a lot of the like certain stylistic touches he uses for certain types of instruments certain sounds like those very like I don't know exactly the instrument he's using or what it is but that very kind of warbly sound effect that he does in a lot of his scores that
4: ooh,
0: kind of stuff it's you can hear that throughout the score constantly mm-hmm. um but and a lot of it, too, is because a lot of these scenes, you know, a lot of these scores are structured around sequences. Like, uh, the, the track 1600 Men is like a six to seven minute long sequence by itself, just from beginning to ending of when they probably filmed the sequence. Yeah, it, no, they, the thing about 1917, it's a technical marvel about how they did all these sequences. That's right uh, I hear, the music is fantastic throughout and it's just it's so it it, it covers so much range it's emotional it's tense it's fun it's light it has all these different modes and moods and it really i
1: think what's i think what's really great about uh 1917 as a whole it is uh despite having you know being a technical marvel that's not all it has unlike uh well, I hate to disparage another film and talking about it, but Dunkirk, it it carries the emotional weight all throughout it. I, I think. Yeah, you, I agree that I like yeah. this a lot better than Dunkirk. Personally.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. This is a very beautiful score, in my opinion. Like,
1: uh, I, and uh, yeah, I was, yeah. I was impressed by it because his collaborations with Sam Mendes have been very hit or miss with me. I mean, obviously, his first one. Uh, of American Beauty, as I mentioned earlier, I can't remember, that wasn't off mic, okay. Uh, it It's just, it's one of the best scores of the 90s. And oh, then yeah. you go into Road to Perdition, which is honestly, in its own way, just as good. Then you got Jar. I think Head. that score is
0: one of his very best scores as well, personally. like I mean, Alexi doesn't like the movie that much, I don't think. But. Oh, what? Oh, were you talking about the... Uh,
2: oh, no, no, sorry. Um... I haven't actually seen the movie, so I don't yeah. know. Okay, so <laughs> I don't actually I th- know sorry, about Sorry, you shaking it. your head by something else. But no, oh, um, no, sorry. <laughs> no, but Road
0: to Perdition, I thought, was like one of the very best scores that year, too, as well.
1: Yeah, but like you got Jarhead, and I, I, a lot of people... I'm a big James Bond fan. I really think his work in Skyfall and Spectre is just weak sauce. Actually, I really like the Skyfall score a lot. His Spectre
0: score, not so much, but...
1: Maybe I'm just classical, and I like the uh, the very uh, John Barry score for my Bond films. But mm-hmm. I felt like with Skyfall, it it kind of went a little typical uh, techno thriller with it. Eh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, Lorenzo, what do what do you think about this?
3: Well, I I think many things about this. Um, <laughs> we should probably have Lexi say something about first, because I'm gonna go on a rant on this one. <laughs>
2: I mean, I feel like I don't have a lot to say, like, um, I think it's probably, like, somewhere between my second and third of the, fav- like, of the, um, soundtracks we've listened to, like, I think, in a way, Little Woman edges it out for me, but that's just because I kind of like cute little the <laughs> music like that sometimes, but, um, you know, I think there's, like, a lot of, like, really, um, beautiful scores in this. I think, in a way, only my, my problem of it, but it's not, I'm not actually really it's, just- sure it's a criticism, but, like, I mean, just the atmospheric songs, but, but, I mean, as Lorenzo said earlier, I mean, like, you're talking about it being, like, an actual film score going along with what you're seeing on the screen, so it's not really something you can just, like, listen to in the car, like, I mean, there were times when we were listening to I was like, is it even playing? I can't tell, because, <laughs> you know, we're driving, and there's, like, you know, the sound from the car as well, and so I was like, I, I can't tell, so it's not really one of those soundtracks you can just pop on Well, i mean you can but well,
0: it's kind of like little women there's a couple of those pieces that are very soothing you yeah know, just...
2: <laughs> yeah i just i just feel like it was a little too soothing at times but but then like when you get like the really more bombastic um pieces it's like really good but um overall i think it's like a, a pretty good solid score Um, not quite. It doesn't really edge it out for Joker for me or anything like that. But it's still, still solid. It's a
0: solid score. All right,
3: then. Uh, yeah, Lorenzo. Yeah. No, I have to agree with uh, with most of you guys. Well, all of you really. Um, <laughs> because well, yeah, because it's it is it is what it is. It's it's a uh, the film itself. I haven't watched, and I cannot wait to to unravel this thing. Um, but you know, again. Thomas Newman, Passengers, Bridge of Spies, Tolkien, The Judge, Skyfall, Spectre, The Iron Lady, Jarhead, Cinderella Man. I mean, this guy, this guy is one of the other ones that it's just most, one of the most prolific composers in Hollywood. Um, Jarhead being one of my probably my all-time favorite movies. In, it's probably oh, in, my, wow. in my top twenty, definitely in my all-time wow. favorite movies. Yeah, Jarhead is incredible. Uh, the score of it is incredible. Um, the um, Passengers was an amazing score as well. I mean, and then if we go even a little back, Cinderella Man. I mean, that that stuff—it's uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty powerful stuff. Um, but this core, when I I when I you know clicked play on this one, I had no idea what I was in for, and <laughs> um, and it blew me away completely. It just it, it just went it it just went and conquered basically. Uh, to me, th- this is my absolute favorite score. Uh, this is, uh, to me, it's, uh, I-, I like this one better than, than Joker. Um, wow. Because they, they share some of the tones. And so I, I could draw more, uh, a more direct comparison between the two. Uh, they're similar genre in some ways. Uh, not always, but in some ways they're a similar genre. Uh, this one's a little more electronic. Uh, Thomas Newman is known for the sounds that you're talking about uh, Justin are they're made with synthesizers um, oh, okay. they're called wobbles and, and they are they're pulses essentially they're, they're, oh, that, is that a technical word wobbles you, well some people like a wobble <laughs> sometimes you, you like it, you call it pulses it, the technical term is pulses but you know okay. people call it wobbles as well because it kind of wobble it depends on how you make it sound if it's more open you call it wobble <laughs> if it's more like intimate uh, you call it pulse but it, it's essentially a pulse it's a pulse wave um, okay and he's known for doing that stuff in American beauty is known for doing that stuff in, in uh, you know in Jarhead, I mean he, he does that a lot and it sounds so cool um, in fact um, most people that write music for trailers and you know sci-fi music composition in general um, has to thank Thomas Newman for the kind of you know tools that he whipped out um because he's he uses synthesizers in a, in a completely different way than most people and hans zimmer yeah. kind of you know hans zimmer does that as well he, he does other things with synthesizers that are genius but thomas newman is you know those kinds of underscore uh the the, the, the you know the 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 pedal of the music is is it's his realm it's his, his kingdom it's what he does um I cannot name one track in the whole score that I didn't like. Um, I listened to this three times.
4: Whoa! And Holy
3: shit! I couldn't stop. Like I literally, I had to. It's. It was three a.m. We were talking on Facebook, Justin, last night, and I was listening to this score while we were talking. I was on wondering Facebook. what was keeping you up. Yeah, <laughs> it was 3.05 in the morning, and I was up listening to this because it's it's just really it really caught my attention. Um, I, I think pungent is the the right word to describe this emotional. It's never, ever banal. Uh, I couldn't find any, any superficial details in this. Um, the, the quiet moments are so good and so spot on. It, it, and again, this is one of those ones that I just cannot wait to watch it with the score because I just listened to the score and the score itself already stands on its own. Um, I, I could listen to this all day and, and never get tired. Um, I know what to listen to my commute to downtown Boston. Next time I go to work, it's, it's, it's going to be this. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's it's going one where you're going to put your pedal to the metal because of how in,
1: intense it is.
3: Yeah, no. It's just like you're going to see me on the train. I'm going to be like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's about to go Above down. Above all else, see this movie on the biggest screen you can possibly see It, I, it is yeah. a cinematic experience. Yeah. And that score Carries it throughout the entire way.
3: This this is gonna be you know I watched I watched um, uh, Dunkirk on IMAX and I'm gonna watch this one on IMAX as well because it's oh, yeah. it's 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 needs to happen. It just needs that. Um the th- notes. I mean, I have so many notes on this. I don't want to bore you guys. It's it just, uh, the you know, from the orchestration to to the harmonic harmonic choices on this. It, it's just, oh my gosh, it's so good. It, it it it's just really, really, really spot on. I couldn't find anything wrong with it, even if I tried. Uh, and yeah, it it just it was just really, really good. The mantras he uses the with the piano and and like, oh man. The the mantras, by the way, are, you know, they're called mantras. They're like repeating patterns of of mm-hmm. melodies. Um, he uses those with the piano. He does that throughout the whole thing. Um, they're they're just so, so well thought out. They're they're not boring. You know, like sometimes when you, you have composers that compose those ostinatos with the strings and dun 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 Like, and after a while, so like, all timer. right, this has been yeah. <laughs> done 200 million times, you know. Hans Zimmer invented this. Let's move on. You know, let's do something different. He, he he just takes that and he just completely throw you into a loop that you're like, what what's going on here? This is great. I never heard something like this. Um, and even if he does something, and and there's a couple moments in the score where he does something that it's it's been done before uh, with the strings, specifically. Um, it's never like you you don't listen to it and you're like oh yeah that's been done before like no you you listen to that and it's like the way he does the way he composes for it it's it's incredibly unique and and makes it sound really really unique um my favorite tracks on this one virtually like i said virtually all of them uh Gahenna is yes. my top one Uh, up to down and tripwire and lock house are my next ones. Uh, they're basically on the same level, but get. Gahanna... Oh yeah, up to
0: down, up to down trench and tripwire are two of my favorites. Too. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Gahenna was, was my, my absolute favorite track. It was just – oh, man. I just need to go and listen after this. Uh, this is a gr- – the grade I give this an A. This is flat out. This needs to win the Oscar. This is the one that needs to win. Um, second in line is Joker. Uh, it, they are very much the same. But I found some, some things with the Joker like we discussed. But this one, I just couldn't find anything wrong with this. I couldn't. Oh, yeah. No, I – if Joker doesn't win, this would be a very deserving second. Absolutely, I absolutely. I I would be very happy if Joker won. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I'm I would be thrilled and I would be extremely happy. I congratulated Hildur on Facebook, um, and um, you know she deserves it. Absolutely, she deserves it. She she did it. She she did a a top top game job. Like, one hundred percent a game oh, yeah. job. But this I, you core, know, actually. It's just a on a whole other level in my mind.
0: Well, here's the thing, too. If Hildor does win, she'll become an EGOT winner. Huh.
3: There we yeah, because she actually
0: just won the Grammy for Chernobyl um, just uh, this last weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she's won an Emmy for Chernobyl. She won a Grammy for Chernobyl. And then she... Well, actually, you know what? Okay, the only thing she doesn't have is a Tony. So never mind. That. Oh, so close. If she writes a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she would write a musical, but if she did, I would be so amazed.
2: She could do it. I believe it.
0: <laughs> a very string-heavy musical. She, she's Tony. great.
3: Like, I wouldn't doubt but, that. I wouldn't doubt that for a second that she, could, she would yeah, be able to Yeah, no, it but she
0: has won a lot of the major awards. But yeah, Thomas yeah. Newman, yeah, he he deserves to win something because he's been nominated, what, so like... So many times. Yeah. For so many great man. scores too and he's just never got his due.
3: In my know. mind in my mind, he is a multiple Oscar winner composer. In my <laughs> mind. Because because he he is just so, so, so good. Um I think what was unfortunate that was the production he was involved with and he didn't do a really good job of marketing. Um and I think that's and, and, and again, you know, we all know that, you know, an Academy Award uh, it is what it is, you know the, the yeah. it's, yes, it's quality of the productions and you know yes there is that, but there's also like you know it, it's a network. it's a, it's, a it's, you know, it's you know who you know and and yeah. those are the people that are the favorite people. you know it's it's a it's a game of like how much money you know the the movie has made. And so all these kinds of things kind of play into the in, into the selection. Um, but quality wise, strictly speaking, technically speaking, Thomas Newman takes it home every single time.
0: Yeah, and no, because I time. think uh, I think he's been nominated twelve or thirteen times before. This yeah, two, I, wouldn't, which... I wouldn't doubt that. Wow. Uh yeah, but no, that's that's what I gotta say for that. And nineteen seventeen is poised to be. One of the frontrunners for Best Picture this year, so it's very possible you might sneak in just on that credit too. So hey, I I hope so. Yeah, but anyways, we should be finishing up here right now because I think we got we covered quite a bit with this podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you both so much, and thank you Lexi as well for being a part of this too, and thank yeah. you Bradley for being on this uh, for the part that you were on as well. <laughs> so, um, the Lorenzo is the part. oh. So <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> loved- uh, Lorenzo, is there anything you want to promote before we uh, sign off here? What was that? Is there anything you want to promote? Like any like uh things upcoming for you or, oh, else
3: or well I mean um I mean uh you know not not really. I'm at the moment I am kind of in a I got some uh, NDAs that I yeah, yeah. <laughs> signed on, so I, I, you know, I really can't talk about m- m- much of stuff. What I, what I am working on right now, it's a audiobook uh, adaptation of a of a book. It's a more more like an audio drama, really adaptation, uh, with music and, and um, it's not just like somebody reading the story to you, but it's uh, somebody reading the story to you with music underneath. Oh. Um, so it, I'm I'm working on something like that right now, and I can't really disclose any of the details, unfortunately, but um, you know when when we will be ready to do that I'll uh, I'll definitely uh, let the people know. But anyway, um, cool stuff. I mean, American Tragedy, the documentary that I won best uh, best feature at the Boston Film Festival, uh, should be coming out soon. It's uh, in the process of finding distribution right now, so we're looking for. Um, the distribution company that takes it and broadcasts it. Uh, once that happened, okay. yeah, there's a bunch of legal things that are right now are taking place, uh, you know, stuff with the attorneys, making sure all the royalties and all the publishing rights and shares are, are set correctly. Uh, just the, the usual paperwork it, that happens, you know, when, when a movie needs to be released. and It's just a nightmare. Um, but, yeah, that's that's going on right now. And um, But look forward uh, to that. American Tragedy, it's an incredible, incredible um, – documentary, uh, by the extremely talented, uh, director, Josh Saby. Uh, he, um, tells this, the, the, story, like I said, tells the story of calling by mass shootings. It approaches mass shooting with a very, very unbiased, uh, outlook, very, very straightforward to the point. There is uh, gun talk debate. There is mental health, specifically mental health debate on that. Um, we, we cover a lot of different, Scenarios and we cover a lot of different options and we talk about with we talk with survivors we interview uh, Professionals uh, triple phd professionals double phd professionals on there there there's 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 good material uh, if you're interested in the science and in Different angles on you know mass shootings and 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 gun violence and and especially suicide and um, suicide prevention and all that stuff. So in- incredible work. Um, but it will be, you know, look forward to that American Tragedy by Josh Saby and of course the music by Lorenz Emanuel, because I'm awesome. And <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Thanks, guys.
0: No, I can't wait. Uh, that sounds intense, but it sounds really cool. It's, it's uh, and it's I know very that Josh's intense. works. For anyone who's interested, Josh also has some short films on Canopy, if you guys want to check those out, too. Yes, yes. He has another yeah, one
3: say, uh, is that another one called Going Insane." I wish I could could have done the music for that one as well, but Going Insane" is a, another one about mental health. Um, yeah, very... Yeah, he, he's very adamant about this kinds of things, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. No, then, uh, Nathan, anything you want to promote?
1: Uh, I'm going to be here for quite some time, because we got a lot of reviews coming up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, Working as a waiter, all that, all that day job stuff. Uh, find me on Instagram, Nathan is a dapper Dan man. <laughs> Twitter, Nathan is dapper. All that, all that social stuff that us youngsters do. <laughs> yeah, that was a no, really I, weird laugh, and I, dude.
2: And then I personally don't like to put my social media out there because I like my privacy. So.
0: <laughs> I mean, if they know my name, they'll find your name.
2: But. you sure? I googled myself and I couldn't find myself on there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Aww. know.
0: Yeah. I'm I am a we- weirdly prolific despite not having that much of a name for myself. Like,
2: unless they actually know me personally, they probably couldn't find my Instagram very well. It'd be hard. So, just saying. My
3: I'm just Instagram saying, was you stalkers public. out there, don't you even try.
0: Exactly. I'm I might paranoid. have some issues with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brother. But um, yeah, no. So thank you all for listening and tune in for another – whenever we do our next episode. We'll probably – I know the Oscars are coming really quickly and they haven't sent us a link yet for the short film categories. But if they do, we probably will do a review of that with some of our uh, guests as well. So all right. Then uh, see you, everybody. And thank you again, Lorenzo, for being on this episode.
3: You're absolutely welcome. My pleasure.
0: Nice to meet you, Lorenzo. Hey,
3: as well.